0: And today, our guest is Christina Walls. And Christina is a land investor, coach, and entrepreneur. So I'm excited to learn more about your journey, Christina, and how you got started and where you are today. So welcome to the show. Thanks, Eileen, for having me. <laughs> so if you want to like share with the listeners a little bit more about yourself and your background and how you got started in land investing.
1: I had a business uh, previously to getting into real estate. It was a service business. And it was kind of a means to an end. And it was very much kind of a survival mode type of situation. I wanted to get my son through a good school. Um, I wanted the flexibility to be available for him, but I did not love it, not even remotely. <laughs> so I knew that I wanted to get into real estate, but I was like, I don't have the education. I thought I didn't have the funds. And so when my son got old enough to start driving and I knew I didn't have to like take him to school and all the sports, I said, "Okay, um, I'm going to start getting some education, what it takes to be a land investor or what it takes to be an investor. I didn't know I was going to go into land. And uh, so I started attending my local RIAs and I was like, well, maybe I'll flip houses, maybe Maybe I'll buy properties. You know, I wasn't real sure what I was going to do and what my niche was going to be. So I had signed up with a couple uh, local investors to learn how to do houses and uh, things like that. And I, I had just started learning about that. And I went to a class on land investing. And as I was sitting there, I thought, wow, this really resonates with how I wanted to live because I wanted to create a business around how I wanted to live, not a business run me. And my previous business ran me, so I felt, And I did not want that moving forward. I wanted a whole different uh, angle on uh, making money and having a career and creating cash and all of this. So as I was sitting there listening to this uh, German guy named Jack Bosch talking about uh, flipping land and being a land investor, there was also another couple sitting right in front of me. They had just started doing land investing and just made like 20 some K their first deal. And they had another one in the pipeline. And I was like, wow, this kind of resonates with me. Like I can do it from anywhere. I don't have to flip a house. I don't have to like get contractors. I don't have to like have anybody tear out cabinets or pipes busting in the middle of the night or, you know, none of this, none of this. So as I was sitting there, I said, okay, I'm going to go for it. And I went ahead and got involved with the land profit generator program. Uh, in 30 days, I did my first deal, made $8,000. And I was like, wow, this is just easy. <laughs> so I just continued on and it really, I just repeated, repeated, repeated. And so that was kind of the introduction into real estate investing. And I did a double close. So when you do a double close, that means you're not using any of your money. So I did my first deal with basically a couple hundred dollars worth of marketing. And that was it. And I thought, and then I used the end buyer's money to pay the seller and I got the spread. And I was like, oh, this is luscious. (laughs) I could do this all day long. (laughs) So I just kept, I kept doing it. (laughs) and So that's how it is to this day.
0: So as you were starting to get into your first deal, did you have any reservations before actually jumping into, you know, land investing in and wanting to purchase the first property?
1: So I'm the kind of person that I oftentimes will move quickly and then worry about it later. So that's kind of how I did. So in the... I just followed the steps and I really didn't take a lot of time to think about it. Like I didn't, I didn't allow myself to slow down enough to be afraid, so to speak. I was nervous because I didn't have a clue what I was doing. The first contract, I messed the contract up and I put them as the seller and me as the buyer. Uh, First guy that got the contract, uh, he called me and he was like, is this a scam? (laughs) I'm like, no, it's not a scam. (laughs) You know, I'm going to buy your property. I was like, thinking to myself, yeah, I don't have the money to buy your property, but I'm going to figure this thing out. And literally the neighbor bought the property within just a few days and, and we closed within 30 days. So I didn't allow myself a lot of fear. I was a little nervous about learning the new skills. You know, I had never really been in real estate. I didn't know all the language. I didn't know all the little technical things. I didn't know all of the like, I didn't know how to use Excel spreadsheets. I wasted a ton of paper getting stuff wrong. Printing printing offers out that were just all wrong. But I had started hearing in uh, groups it's better to do it quickly than do it wrong and fix it as you go. Not into, no not to do it quickly and make the corrections rather than doing nothing. And that right in with my personality. And I still make mistakes, but I would rather. <laughs>
0: do it quickly and get deals done. <laughs> so if we can go back to that first deal and get into a little bit more details about it if you're sure. open to sharing it. So you said you made $8,000 for that first deal. Can you share a little bit about how you were able to find that deal, what you purchased it for, and how you were able to put the business plan together and then end up selling it and you know the timeframe it took?
1: Yeah, so what I had done is, so the land profit, generator, the coaching and the the format is basically you send out letters asking landowners if they want to sell, sell their land specifically. So I had started doing that. And I also started incorporating, reaching out to some uh, landowners who are tax delinquent. And the first guy happened to be tax delinquent. And I had just contacted him and sent him an offer for like $2,000 on an acre land here in central Florida. And so I buy at a discount, but I also turn around and I sell the land at a discount also so that it moves quickly. So I'm not buying it, sitting it at market value, waiting for a year for it to sell. I price it so that it'll move and it'll move quickly. So I put it on the market, but while I had put it on the market, the neighbor contacted me. And as I progressed, in my business, I now mail out neighbor's letters saying, hey, neighbor, do you want to buy this lot? But somehow the neighbor, one of the neighbors told the neighbor, I don't know, something like that. The land next to him was for sale. So he, he contacted me and I put him under contract for right around 13000 or 10000 something like that. at dollars $12, 12000 or 13000 something like that. And there was some like closing costs that I had to pay. So I sent the seller's contract to the title company, the $2,000 contract. And then the end buyer's contract for like, it was like 12 or 13. And I told the title company, could we just do a simultaneous or double closing? So we closed on the same day. They took the end buyer's money. They paid uh, the closing costs and paid the seller out. And then I got basically a 10,000, no, about an $8,000 after closing costs and everything. It was about an $8,000 check somewhere around. My numbers may have been off a little bit, but you you get the gist because there was like some costs involved. There was maybe some taxes and some closing costs, stuff like that. So that's how really it got sold so quickly. And that's one of my favorite ways to sell land is to a neighbor. So, you know, moving forward in the business, that's something I just have incorporated into all of my, when I get contracts for land, I always send the neighbors a letter saying, Hey neighbor, you know, do you want to buy this parcel of land? And it's a, it's a great marketing tool for getting it sold quickly.
0: And so when you're looking to purchase a new piece of land, is there any certain specific criteria that you're looking for before you put in an offer?
1: There is. Um, it's, it's a little bit general because I do mass mailings to everybody that owns land in a county, but not everybody because I don't want like a ditch between two houses. That doesn't interest me. So I typically do a lot size anywhere at like a quarter acre and up. And I usually do an assessed value minimum uh, somewhere around $5,000 because usually at about $5,000, at least in Central Florida, maybe not California. Certain areas, you have to pump that assessed value up higher depending on where you're at and what the county has to offer. But in Central Florida, you can do 5000 and you can get a decent lot, which probably means the market value is going to be somewhere around in, in between ten dollars to $15,000. So that's kind of my beginning criteria to get properties.
0: Got it. And so, for you, after that first deal, what did you do afterwards, and where you are today? What did I do afterwards? I was just so excited. You know, <laughs> I did the
1: happy, happy money dance, you know. <laughs> well, you know, it encouraged me. It so encouraged me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I just made eight thousand dollars, and I just basically really didn't do that much." And so, it encouraged me. It made me realize that I can do it, and so. I used some of the money for, you know, just enjoyment, but not that much. I really just dumped the money back into the business um, to increase my the number of deals that I'm getting, you know, because the more effort that you uh, put out, or the more that you're putting into it, then the more you're going to get out of it. And I realized it's just a matter of getting offers out. So I concentrated on getting offers out, and through the years. You know, like my first goal when I first started was I have to get 20 offers out every single week, every single week. I was like, oh, my gosh, you're going to get 20 offers out. And I was crazy about that. You know, now we're doing, I don't know, maybe offers a month, probably somewhere around 700 offers every single month. And the conversion rate, you know, we get, you know, out of 700 offers. I mean, we could I mean, in the last what two weeks, I think we've gotten 14 new contracts in. You know, and we've already sold like four, something like that. So it's just increased. But through through the years, the thing that has changed when I first started, I was just doing it on my own. I came to a point where I didn't know how to grow my business. I struggled. I struggled in my previous business, growing it. I can do deals. Deals was not my issue. Growing the business, learning how to scale. And so I had called uh, the or I was at a meeting, at a conference for land profit generator and they were offering coaching. So I got into the coaching program. And I got into that specifically because I knew that I needed help growing my business. I didn't have a business education, even though I'd had a business, having a business is different than growing a business. And that's something sometimes people don't realize is like, you can do deals, you you can be a doctor, but you don't know how to grow your practice. You know, you can be an investor, know how to do deals, but you don't know how to scale up. And I didn't want to stay the same. So, you know, I spent the money and I got a coach and he helped me learn how to scale. And it was incredible. And I was like, wow, you could take this knowledge and apply it to any business in the world and, and grow any business. So, but also, so when you start generating more cash, then you have a little more freedom. You can buy properties outright cash, you can sell or finance them. So now I have a bunch of notes that I have passive. Um, coming in every single month. I also use some of this cash and I buy income producing assets, you know, so it's the what it does for you. I mean, it really depends on how how big your vision is.
0: We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about. Serving you, our listener, at a higher level, and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. And so for you, Christina, can you share some of the strategies that you implemented that have allowed you to scale to where you are today?
1: Yes. The first thing I had to do was start hiring people. <laughs> yeah, One person can only do so much. And so some of the things I had to do is I had to start doing some outsourcing um, I got an assistant and for some reason it was like scary for me to like make that uh, financial um, commitment, but I'm so glad I have, it's allowed me to focus on growing the business more. So I had to start uh, hiring somebody. I had to start outsourcing uh, certain parts of the mail, all of the mailing. Um, I started using uh, VAs for uh, just task specific things. Uh, my assistant She does all of the like property research and the marketing and keeping up on all of that. Cause that's the things that take the biggest time is the property research and the marketing. There's no doubt about it. And I pretty much handle the closing, the transactions, and the just the, the, how am I going to grow the business now, the vision for the business. And so I had to start automating a phone, you know, dealing with the phone. Nobody wants to answer the phone. So I had to kind of work on, How am I going to outsource that or what am I going to do? So it was really a matter of outsourcing and expanding. So, and as you go on, you have to outsource and expand even more unless you want to be a slave to your
0: business. Absolutely. Thanks so much for sharing all of that. And so, for you, Christina, what's next for you and what are you looking to uh, focus on next?
1: Oh my gosh, what a big question. (laughs) So, with land, we'll just dig the land because I've always got, things going well so land create again land creates uh, income so I want to have cash so I want to use some of that cash again to create more income producing assets but in the land business I'm always doubling it every year I want to double and from the beginning I've been able to double my business so at the at about the third quarter I will sit down and I will will look at what went on this year, how well we did how you know, things we need to improve on. And we'll just work on improving the business and doubling it, which usually for me wouldn't in, include either going after higher priced deals. I think next year, our focus will be on higher price deals because you can do a bunch of little deals and hit a, a financial goal, or you can do bigger deals and get there quicker. And of course, I like the uh, monthly income. So I like properties under seller finance. So it's really just growing the business every single year, scaling it. But what I want to do also is I want to start developing land. I have this desire to buy a piece of land, subdivide it, split it, maybe put something on it. So that'll probably be uh, for 2022. Will be. I've already started looking for some land, but it has
0: to be the right kind of land. So it'll come. <laughs> I just have to wait. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Christina, how has real estate investing impacted your life?
1: Well, so it has impacted my life in ways I didn't foresee coming. Uh, some of the biggest ways it has impacted my life is the, my mind frame and the, um, the people that are now in my circle. Mind frame meaning when you start doing things that you want to do, when you start creating a business based around how you want to live, When you start, when you stop just doing something to make money and you do something you want to do, it changes your world. Um, I've had to, um, the business has helped me put my frame in check whenever I've been in lack or I've been afraid to make steps. Um, I've had these great opportunity to have uh, inside of the land profit generator to have some great dynamic friends who are doing great things and I've been able to you know talk we've been able to talk and kind of voice what is it that's hindering us from going to the next level and this was a support that I honestly I did not see this coming I did not see this shift in the mind frame but you cannot hit a million dollars and be stuck in a hundred thousand dollar mind frame and that's what has been shifting inside of me and it's funny because this last weekend I was at Party And they were almost all land investors and some entrepreneurs. And we were talking about the flow of money. And I was like, the, and I was like, at first I was like, what's the flow of money? What's the energy of money? And I'm like, the, uh, the energy of money and the vibe of money is when you get a deal in and you know, you're just going to kill it and you're all excited the energy and the flow of money is when you go shopping and you see something and you love it and you buy it and you don't even think about how much it costs you're just excited because <laughs> you've got it you know
0: <laughs> so
1: that's what's changed you know and whenever you do like you know you'd be like oh i'm about to make some money you know <laughs> or whenever that money hits your account and you're like yeah i just killed it you know and so what it's done it's, it's i realized that that is the flow of money that's how it goes it's it's not like oh i'm scared to spend money dude you're going to turn around and make $50,000 spend the money spend the you know spend it you know so it, it's that it's that positive anticipation of it so that's where i am right now and that's what i appreciate about how real estate has brought me to this place because of my circle of friends and they've introduced me to books they've introduced me to new people and you know, and I love it. It's just, it's exciting.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And no, I can definitely tell, I'm, you know, a little bit earlier before the interview, we kind of talked a little bit and how we were talking about traveling and how you've been able to incorporate you know, your leisure with your work and how you just love it and you're able to do it wherever you are. So that's, that's, that's where we all would like to be.
1: Yeah. And that's the goal. Like I travel all the time, literally like all the time. And I don't, ha- I'm not restricted. And that was part of the the goal. I no longer wanted a business where like I was a slave. You know, I just take my laptop. There's internet everywhere. You know, and I have an assistant that's great. She can handle all the day-to-day stuff for probably she could I could probably be gone for months and she could deal with it. And that's that's
0: just it's exactly what I wanted.
1: And I've got it. And it came started with real estate. So thank God, right? <laughs>
0: And so, you know, when you first started your real estate and ju- real estate investing journey, you didn't know that you wanted to be a land investor. And so if you were to go back and take what you know today and share it with the you back when you first started, what would be one advice that you would give yourself?
1: Um, well, I would probably tell myself to not be so fearful, to not withhold and to just go for it because sometimes you hesitate when you first start and you're like oh my gosh i'm about to drop ten thousand dollars ooh you know but again the flip side is you're about to make maybe fifty thousand or whatever it might be and I guess I would tell myself that but i don't know if I would have listened. <laughs>
0: your mind frame might not have been ready at that time. <laughs> exactly. I, I might
1: have been like, you know, like when your mom tells you something when you're younger, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. <laughs> I might have been the same way, you know. But I appreciate the journey. The journey has been just beautiful. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. And again, it's once you step into that, which is kind of within you to do. Doors just open up. You know, and that's so. That's that's the beauty of it. Absolutely,
0: yeah. beauty of it. absolutely. And you have to be open to receiving those opportunities and keeping your eyes open and having that courage to take action when it's the right time.
1: Yeah, that, yeah. Because taking the action is kind of scary, and you have to be committed to learning the things you don't know how to do. You know, I there were things I just did not know how to do, and. You know, if I if I go into and I will go into developing land, there's, that's a whole nother arena of things I'm going to have to learn, splitting properties, you know, doing all of that. Um, but I'm completely committed to learning it because I know on the other side is is what I want.
0: Absolutely. Thanks so much, Christina. And yes. so if our listeners are listening to you and they wanted to learn more about what you're doing. And where's the best place that they can go to find out more about you and what you're doing?
1: So probably Facebook, just Christina Walls. It picture looks like me uh, in Florida, (laughs) not cat vision. (laughs) Instagram, it's Christina underscore Walls. It might be Christina 13 underscore Walls. My gosh, this is so bad. You know, you never look at your own uh, Instagram. I'm sorry, I should have had it. Yeah, it's Christina underscore 13 Walls. Uh, but Facebook, Instagram is a good place to find me, clwalls71 at gmail.com. Uh, if you're interested in land, um, I have a the program that I learned how to become a land investor and I'm a coach for now. And that's another thing I progressed and they asked me to be a coach and now I'm a coach and it's www.landflippingfund.com. And uh, you should have a there's probably a link somewhere at the bottom of the podcast. And that leads you to a webinar, which will give you an introductory to land investing. And, you know, land investing is not like house investing. It's the competition is not quite like it is in houses. And if you're in the right area, you can you can not be very good and still do deals.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much again, Christine. I really appreciate you coming on the show and being a guest today. Thank you. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook. How did they do it real estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to BonifaceCapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.